Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. So Waz, HR, it's not sexy really, is it? <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. Well, you said HR. I fell asleep. Oh, I understand. I think a lot of us feel the same way. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? It's even for me, I know the value in this stuff and I know how important it is. And oh, it's just, it's like pulling teeth. It really feels that way. But can I say, I have the, oh, we didn't have a horror story because we got the support, but yeah. we left it too late. Yeah. And. If you can take anything out of today's episodes, how not to leave it until it's too late. Does it bug you thinking back how long you left yes. it and what that might have cost you? Yes. Actually, I don't even want to think about that. If we can move past that, <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's just it's the little things that you ignore because you haven't got the right confidence or you don't, you don't feel empowered enough. You don't have the education. Mm. You just don't know what to do, so you let it slide. Yeah, and, and that whole thing of not knowing what to do and not understanding this whole area, I think there's mm. a lot of mystery about HR. It's made to be, you know, I think maybe the industry itself has a bit to answer for here of making, making it this mythical beast. And in reality, um, today's guest really does lay that bare for us. So. Absolutely, and it can be simple. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've got Kath from, uh, well, Career Embassy or Business Embassy, depending which brand uh, you find her under. Um, Kath Tierney with us today. And yeah, I was actually quite surprised at how straightforward it is. It can be very simple. It's one of those things you really shouldn't not do. Get mm. on it. That was like a double negative. I know. It's terrible. Shouldn't not. Does that mean you should do it? <laughs> do it now. Get Just, on this HR bandwagon. Just do it. <laughs> Alrighty, so joining us today on the Tradies in Business podcast is a lady by the name of Kath Tierney from Career Embassy. Kath, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? Very well, thanks. And uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see uh, my co-host standing here on my left shoulder, my left-hand woman. <laughs> Hi, And I'm the right-hand man, is that right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Uh, how are you, Kath? I'm very well, thank you. That's good. And uh, nice and sunny over here in Perth. Yeah, okay. Well, it's it's um, stinking hot here mm. in Queensland. Uh, we've had some storms and stuff floating around lately too. It hailed on us again up here in Toowoomba last night. So Wow, okay. Wild weather around. But apparently the, bra- the brought or the drought even, <laughs> <clears throat> not bad for a podcaster, uh, the drought hasn't broken yet, uh-huh. even though there's a whole lot of rain around. So, Well, we'll send you some more rain across. Yes, please. That'd be great. That'd mm. be great. Now, we're not here to talk about the weather, are we, Kath? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking I, about? I could. I'm happy to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, that's not more interesting than HR. And, and Nick and I were talking before we jumped on here with you, and it's like, HR, like, I think a lot of people just feel like it's pulling teeth um, or, you know, reading tea leaves or something. I don't know. It's just, it's not a su- subject that a lot of people like to talk about or consider in their businesses, but it's super important, isn't it? It is actually, and it's becoming more and more important, mm. uh, especially for small to medium sized companies who are not so familiar with what HR is and what it can do for their businesses and what it should be doing. Very true. And you know what I think is worse than the dread, I suppose, of having to deal with HR is the outcome if you don't have it in place. You know, the things that can go wrong for you and your business and the stress that that can cause. So having great policies and procedures in place straight from the beginning makes such a big difference. Mm. It does. And I'm seeing that with a number of clients uh, who have been putting some of those policies and procedures in in place over the last couple of years and they're really thriving. Mm. It's almost that uh, they've decided to, you know, just take it on board, uh, do the right thing and, um, you know, they've sort of, for for whatever reason, it's like this um, incredible growth that they've gone through. Mm. So, Kath, before we dive in, uh, which we tend to do, Nick and I are very good at going down <laughs> rabbit holes very early on in the piece. 
Uh, give our listeners a bit of background. Um, we know what your name is and uh, the name of your business, but uh-huh. g- give us uh, a bit of the timeline leading up to this point. How did you come to be doing this? Okay, so I have uh, quite a, a broad and detailed background in corporate HR mm-hmm. um, from a long time ago. It, it's been my entire career. And uh, when I say corporate HR, I'm talking about the big guys, uh, the blue chip companies here in Australia and overseas in America and uh, globally, and so you know, sometime over in the UK as well. And in the last 10 years, however, I've actually uh, based myself from Perth and uh, became a, one of the entrepreneurial people um, over here that we have. And, uh, you know, started to provide HR support and services and now products to small to medium-sized companies who have not had that in the past. They haven't had the same uh, support um, that the big guys take for granted. Mm. So when you were a little girl and you got asked the question, what do you be? What do you want to be when you grow up? Did you say, I want to be a HR consultant? <laughs> Well, my brothers still tease me about the fact that they say that I used to have the financial review and a briefcase when I went to kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually wanted to be a postie. <laughs> oh, wow. You wanted to get chased wanted... by magpies and yappy dogs. I wanted to ride my bike. <laughs> ah. You're a motorcyclist. No, no, not at oh, all. I right. think it was, um, you know, delivering, uh, you know, lunch to my dad who was a tradie and, and working on buildings down the road and, and all that sort of stuff. So it was, uh, I thought that was a pretty cool thing, being chased by dogs, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool, so, cool. no, HR, I, I've always loved uh, the employment side of it, the employment law side of it, and um, how it really can impact business because it actually isn't, um, it's not so clear cut sometimes, it actually goes right across the whole spectrum of business and it uh, can influence and impact finances, productivity, performance, profit, uh, business strategy, and I love to know how things work. And, uh, you know, HR is really on the ground um, how things work and, and grow. Yeah. For our listeners that don't really understand what we're talking about when we're talking about HR, can you explain the concept of HR? Sure. Okay. So a lot of people think HR is just hiring and firing and uh, training. Uh, in fact, a, a lot of people, uh, you know, HR is very broad and um let me give an analogy. So, for example, people have an accountant for finances, um, but they may also have a bookkeeper. They may also have an auditor. They may also have a financial advisor. So, across a whole spectrum of finance, they may have a number of different experts and advisors for those different um, functions of finance. So, HR is similar to, to finance in that regard in the sense that there are um, several different aspects to HR and one way to explain it is that um, it's source it's a, it's a whole gamut of from the beginning of sourcing people to, to work in your business right through to making sure that you're compliant in terms of looking after them as an employer um, right through to you know making sure that that person is being productive for your business and uh, you're actually helping that person be productive um, through to, okay, well, what happens if, if it's not working out, you know? So it is that hiring and firing and everything in between, but um, it's, it's more than just a, a policy or a procedure or a letter of appointment or hiring, training, payroll, it's, it's HR is all of those sorts of things. So it's the management of your employees. It's a oh. very comprehensive part of business, HR. I've had um, some experiences, good and bad, with uh, trying to grow a, a team and the culture changing and requiring HR support to help me get through that challenge, shall we say. Um, 
and I guess my big take home was we left it too late. It's something we should have had in place from the very first staff member. I, I, that's, it's a part of business that was unfamiliar to me at that time. And therefore we made, uh, some mistakes in the way that we hired or the people that we hired and we didn't necessarily have the right contracts in place to make sure or to assist the exiting of some of those employees in a seamless way. So we had to take on some support and support's fantastic, but if you leave it to the last minute, it's a little too little too late. You yes. said that all very and diplomatically. Did I? Yeah, that, you <laughs> made that sound very uh, clean and professional. And <laughs> I'm biting my tongue. You should yeah, see yeah, the, yeah. the junk out of my tongue. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of my work comes from referrals from lawyers, accountants, other clients who know of someone who's gotten into trouble uh, and they need some help getting out of trouble. And that might mean, uh, you know, for an example, they might have someone who's in their organized, who's in their business. And it can be a small business mm-hmm. where there's a bullying situation going on, um, or there's a poor performance situation, or there's theft, or you've got someone who's just not in the right job. And the owner or the business manager or, you know, whoever's, who's looking after, you know, the people, um, can't sleep at night because they don't really know what to do and they're worried that they're going to do something that's wrong. Mm. And so they don't do anything. And um, so, you know, I've seen companies turn around where we've gone in and, um, you know, just sat down, looked at what was going on, um, you know, whether it be a small engineering company or a plumbing company, um, uh, industrial parts and supplies type company where, you know, it's a matter of getting – looking going you know you haven't got the right person doing the right job doing the right things and with a little bit of help from HR you can actually set that on the right course and um, one example um, you know talking to one of my clients this week we set him up with good employment contracts for his staff and um, he has about 20 plumbers or he did have he went up to about 75 Wow. And um, he, uh, you know, he had them working 42 hours, for example, each week. It's a standard contract. And markets pulled back a bit. And because of the way we set up his employment contracts and we identified that his flat rate included a whole bunch of stuff, including, you know, defined overtime and stuff like that, he's been able to, instead of making, you know, people redundant, he's been able to, been able to say, look, you know, as per your employment contract, you know, we've been paying you this extra overtime. We need to pull back now. Um, so it, it's given him that not just the confidence to actually address those sorts of issues, but also the tools and the ability to say, okay, well, now I want everyone to work 38 hours. Mm. I think HR is like a insurance policy for your business. Good HR principles are, are just yeah. so necessary. And it's yeah. it's often looked at, <clears throat> I I think in the marketplace as a bit of a protectionist strategy, mm. but the opportunity in that case study you just shared, Kath, is such a classic one where it allows a business leader to actually lead for the good yes. of the whole team, and yes. rather than have to lay off people entirely, you yep. know everybody can keep their jobs even if it is a slightly reduced level, um, yes. <clears throat> because they've got the confidence, I guess, to be able to do that without fearing what I've been through where I've made someone redundant in a previous business of mine um, and get taken to fair work and go through all that stuff. And in the end, it was a frivolous case, but it still cost me a buttload of money as a business owner to defend it and the time and the distraction and all that stuff. So having all the right things in place in the first instance, instance, I think, just frees business owners up to lead. Mm. And often it's um, my clients will ring me and say, Kath, I've got this situation. What do I say? Yes. What are the words I use? Yes. You have a chat with them on the phone and they go, okay, cool. And you ring them back a couple of weeks later and go, how did you go with that? Yep, done. It was really tough. It was one of the toughest things I had to do, but I did it. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone was okay with it. Mm. So, um, mm. you know, it, it – it, HR, to answer your question, and we've sort of gone around in, in examples and stuff like that, but 
Um, most small to medium-sized companies think of HR as extra paperwork and bureaucracy, <laughs> yep. right? Yep. Now, I actually think of it as a more proactive yes. tool and say, well, look, you know, if you get a couple of things right from the get-go, put them in place, then it gives you a little bit more leverage down the path mm. when you need to make decisions. And big companies, the big corporate companies, they don't focus on that paperwork for HR. They actually, when they talk HR, they talk productivity, performance and profit. And that is very different. And that's now what I'm teaching small to medium-sized companies to say, look, you know, get all your compliance in place. That's not that hard. You know, it's a little bit of a tiny investment up front. Get it right. Learn a little bit about it. It gives you some guidelines to work within. And um, But let's look at your productivity and your performance and your profit and how, as a business, you could be doing more with, you know, with what you've got. Yeah. I guess um, a common question I'm asked is when small businesses in particular should start looking at implementing HR? Uh, as soon as they've got their ABN and employ their first person. <laughs> totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so what does that look like, Kath? Like, can, you, can you give us a bit of a basic outline of the things our listeners should be thinking about if they're starting out and if they're already in business, you know, what they need to go back and, and uh, make sure that they've considered? Sure. So the first things are to make sure that um, you've got a good employment contract in place, right? And um, that is for all employees, casuals, part-timers, um, full-timers, management, um, and just check that you know the applicable award because a lot of people don't know which award. And especially in construction, there are curly things like um, a special redundancy clause that applies across different um, tradie awards that don't apply in other awards. Mm. Just get a handle on that because you can get caught out. So just, you know, when you're starting out, just understand um, some real basics like letter of employment, a couple of really good policies, um, and again, it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money, and it, it actually doesn't if you get quality ones. Don't just get random stuff off the internet that you that you copy and paste. Really? Um, Why not? <laughs> I can assure you, that's where I get a lot of business from. <laughs> not the right side of business. So what's so what's the alternative, Cass? Because it's it is probably the go to strategy for mm. tradies in business everywhere is go find one on the internet and just make it your own. Well, for a start, it doesn't necessarily reflect their, how they operate their own business and what they want to do, mm-hmm. all right, you know. Um, and also, to it may not be compliant because there's a lot of changes that have happened um, through Fair Work. Uh, when I say Fair Work, I mean the Fair Work Act, Fair Work Commission, Fair Work Ombudsman. So I'm, yep. I'm, I'm giving it a nickname today, calling it Fair Work. Yep. Um, so, you know, a lot of changes. So you need to keep up to date. So anything you get off the internet randomly and bits and pieces. Often I find documents that have, you know, refer to Schedule A or refer to Schedule B, and, and of course there is none. Um, I, I've seen that many times over. Uh, but there are other opportunities as well um, to take advantage of the flexibility that's in awards. And, you know, you can write that into employment contracts and um, you can use flat rates, um, you know, if you do it properly. So, first of all, get your employment contract. Secondly, get some basic good quality policies in place that you can rely on and it stops you having to tell people over and over again what you expect of them. Um, you can just, you know, say, look, I sent you the policy. You know, that's what my expectation is. Um, make sure your pay rates are right um, and that includes overtime, allowances, um, annual leave loading. Many people keep thinking annual leave loading doesn't exist and it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even big companies can get caught out on that. Um, some other basics, um, having, uh, and this might sound a bit um, tree-hugging, but things like having a feedback form. Yes. You know, just a very simple feedback form and um, big companies call it performance management. I call it feedback. Mm-hmm. Um 
just a very simple, you know, this is what you've been doing really well. I'm really, you know, happy about that. Um, these are things we need to improve. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there, there's some really simple things um, that should be right across the board, a probation policy or an induction um health and safety, uh, they're the sorts of things that also need to be taken into account, especially if you're looking to um, uh, put in for large contracts. Um, mm. You know, you need to have this compliance in place as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, a subcontractor agreement, what does that look like? Mm. You know? yeah, yeah. What's the difference between a subcontractor versus an employee? You need to know that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I spent two hours explaining that to Tyler's yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you've, you've probably covered this in some regard, Cass, but what do you wish tradies did better in their businesses when it comes to HR? Um, pick up the phone. Okay. Can you expand for pick, us? Pick up the phone and say, you know, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing, um, you know, and, and just – be comfortable just talking about where they're at um, in terms of their business and having a HR person who can talk to them about, well, have you thought about this or that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So, for example, if, you know, someone rings up and says, oh, you know, we're really struggling with this person, apprentice or someone who's really giving us a hard time, I keep telling him what to do all the time. You know, I've never heard that from a tradie. <laughs> <laughs> I've told him a thousand times was, and he's still not doing it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, or you know, I've got great people, but they really just don't get along. There's a personality issue. I mean, that that's mm. a fantastic one. It's like, well, hang on, that is not performance. Performance is about behaviours as well as doing the doing the the work that's required. You yeah, know, yeah. so. Yeah. So yes, pick up the phone. It's mm -hmm. a great start. And Talk to somebody. Get some help. Cause yeah, and and don't do the fear factor. Don't don't be sucked into companies um, that are selling HR through insurance and and um, you know you're going to get fined thirty thousand dollars and all this sort of stuff. You know, don't go down that path. Mm. Yeah. And one of the fears I I see with tradespeople in business is the idea that HR is expensive, that, that you know, to do it right, it's going to cost them thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and it's going to be years of work and just an absolute headache. Is that a myth or, you know, is there a myth there we can bust, Kath? Sure, absolutely. Uh, it doesn't have to be expensive at all. Um, am I allowed to say what I've been doing? In absolutely. Terms of my, Please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, um, I sell my HR products through Officeworks online and uh, that again is to give access to all size businesses mm. to be able to get um, a HR hiring kit. It's only a couple of hundred dollars and it's got a letter of appointment, it's got the fair work statement, it's got probation policy, it's got recruitment guidelines, it's got a whole lot of stuff and it's only a couple of hundred dollars and that's on Officeworks. I mean... Cool. You, you know, companies pay thousands and thousands of dollars mm. for all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and it's, it can be used across any industry, you know. So, and we're about to launch a subscription. It's going to be something like $50 a month maybe for up to about 20 employees where we'll just, you know, your staff can just log on and get all the policies and documents and things like that. So, HR does not have to be expensive. And um, it, it, it should be in a way that uh, costed in a way that, um, you know, it might, you might um, pay for one little thing, but you can use that over and over and over and over again, you know. I so. think not having HR is expensive or can be <laughs> yeah. an absolute nightmare. And having to find that support last minute when everything's going wrong yeah. is when the, some of the other players in the market will prey upon those small business yes. owners, and mm. you are paying a fortune for something that should be really quite simple. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I do see that. I have seen companies paying tens and tens of thousands of dollars, and if they had have just done it right from the very beginning and maybe spent, you know, $1,000, got everything straight, 
got someone that they, they can just ring up and ask, you know, I'm about to do this, is this okay? I'm about to let someone go or, you know, about to put someone on. Um, you know, it can be a 10-minute phone call sometimes. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd done yeah. that. I had, a, I had, as I said, a fair work case uh, brought against me as an employer in, over the years, fessing yep. up. Um, <clears throat> it turned out to be a completely frivolous claim, but it still cost me ten grand. Yes. Um, and, you know, yes. I ended up settling with that person just to make it go away because for yep. me to actually defend it, which the HR lawyer was adamant that I should take <laughs> it to court... Uh, wow, okay. I was like, dude, yeah. I'm not paying your fees, you know, I just want to make it go away and, and get on with my yeah. business. Um, well, what I do is I actually and I try to teach people how to um, anticipate any dispute that they may have or grievance within their organisation, yeah. whether it be a small company, family business, or whatever, yeah. and to deal with it in house. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yep. And to make sure that if something goes, um, you know, a little bit off or whatever, that it's all set up so that all the work's been done. Yes. Yep. And it's been done in house by them. Yep. And it's and it's um, all there, ready to go. And if it is disputed, then they can actually defend it fairly quickly, and it gets thrown out at the very, very beginning. Yeah. And um, you know, I think I've I've said in conversations with um, you two, you know, I've had situations where, and this is not a good thing, where you know, a business owner sacks someone on text message. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> on a Friday night with a few expletives oh. in his text. And, um, you know, because we did a lot of work um, getting ready for the mediation and everything, we got, we got a really good resolution out of it, right? We didn't yeah. have to pay thousands of dollars. We paid a couple hundred dollars and that was it. But, yep. but again, it comes down to having someone that they could pick pick up the phone and go, Kath, we've done this, help. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do now? Or we want to do this, help is better. Yeah, yeah. Kath, I'd love to know, um, this is probably a bit the scary end of what you do, the worst case that you've seen or worst case scenario. Give us a few uh, stuff ups, I suppose, that you've seen. Okay. So in terms of not doing anything or in terms of having to defend them? (laughs) (laughs) How about you give us one of both? Horror story. We want horror stories, (laughs) Kath. Okay, a horror story. Um, And in fact, the company that I'm about to talk about have actually given me permission to use them as a case study. Wonderful. Um, It's a small small engineering uh, business that has um, some tradies as well, a workshop. Um, a, a small family business, less than 15 people. Mm-hmm. And they, I was asked to go and help them because they had um, an owner, um, the father, and uh, a director, the son-in-law, who was working, and a non-working director who was, is the daughter. And um, half the staff were non-family um, and the reason I was called in was to help them with a bullying case mm. where the supervisor, the tradie, um, was um, highly skilled in, in his trade, but he was bullying not just the people that were he was, who were reporting to him, but also to the, back to the owners. Wow. And they actually asked me to come in and help with that situation. And I said, well, okay, has, have you got any documents on this guy? You know, hmm. and they said, um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, we gave him a first and final warning. And I said, okay, when was that? And keeping in mind, before I get to that point, um, what they wanted me to sack him for was to not he, – he didn't bring in a whiteboard into the room when he was asked to, okay? That was, that was their excuse. I said, let's get mm-hmm. rid of him. He's done something bad. And it's like, what has he done? Okay, well, he's a bully, but at the same time, he didn't bring in the whiteboard. We want to sack him for that. And I said, okay. So let's go back to this first and final warning. They said, oh, yeah, we gave him one five years ago um, for punching someone in the face on a client's site. Oh, goodness. Okay. And I said, so now you want to sack him for not bringing in a whiteboard (laughs) (laughs) into a room. And because he was a bully and he was toxic and – Anyway, we ended up 
there were other things and we ended up being able to terminate him, uh, terminate his employment. But as I was walking into this this company, um, I noticed that the admin lady kept putting her head down. And I turned to her and I said to them, check her her um, accounting and bookkeeping because I think she's stealing from you. Oh, goodness. She actually was paying herself on occasion at least three times over. Oh, wow. She transferred accruals that had been paid out to her. She transferred those across as well. Goodness. Um, so in this small company, we ended up, I ended up sacking eight people. Wow. One for bullying, one for stealing, one for, you know, the procurement lady who had purchased, you know, 350000 worth of stock that they'd never sell, um, one for drugs on Sash, uh, oh, client Sash, um, one for not wearing his safety gear, he'd wear his thongs or he'd go sleep in the car during the day. But all these things had been going on, and this business was going down the toilet. <clears throat> Not surprisingly, now, no. Yeah. So, and the the son-in-law, who was one of the directors, who'd been part of been bullied, he'd gone off for three months on stress leave. Mm. So, the whole business was a bit of a shambles. Yeah, now yeah. it is kicking goals. It is winning a million dollar contracts almost every second week, and all from a bit of fantastic HR. So worked with them, gave them words to use, helped them clear out the people that shouldn't have been there, pointed out that that's not acceptable behaviour. You do not have to accept that. Mm. Yeah. And you have the right to hire and fire. Absolutely. It's, it's one of the yeah. biggest things that – one of the big things that hamstrings a lot of businesses that I see, trade businesses especially, is a reluctance or a fear or a myth around letting people go. Is, yes. is that you can't or it's, you know, they're going to take me to fair work or whatever because yes. we hear all these horror stories. But is the reality different, Kath? It is if it's done properly. So part of that story is that teaching these people that it, if you do it properly, you can make good decisions um, based on information and it's about setting it up so that you've got a good employment contract. So they use an employment contract that has a probation period in it now mm. and they use that probation period. Mm. Yep. They, they sit down with their, their staff and they give them some feedback and say, look, you know, it's working out, it's not working out. And they do that in the first few months yeah. and now they sort of go, okay, we want to get rid of this person. Um, can you write us a letter? <laughs> you know, and, and tell us, give us a bit of a script. And they go off and do it now. They don't need me to do it for them yep. because at the beginning, I was sitting in the room and actually I was saying the words. They mm -hmm. were just sitting there nodding. Yeah, yeah. Now they, it's reversed. They've got that confidence and they've got the skills and they, you know, to do it themselves and go, you know, we don't have to put up with this. Mm. So um, it, it is confidence, but it's also knowing what you can and can't do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's the key in any of these decisions is is having that knowledge and like you say the confidence with this is the law or this is what I, my rights are or you know as an employer this is what I can do. Um yeah. because it's just it breaks my heart to see so many businesses basically being held to ransom by employees that <clears throat> not necessarily maliciously but you know the business owner allows these things to continue and I can see that it's costing them money, it's wrecking their culture, you know, it's really just, it makes the place really shit to be in, to be honest. It, it is and, you know, that's a classic example of, you know, the, the original business owner, he was going through his own personal, you know, his wife had died and all this sort of stuff and he just let the employees run the business however they wanted to Yep. and... As I said, it was really at the point where they needed, they were looking at closing it down. Um, it was just too hard. And in the last, uh, what is it now, uh, uh, earlier this year, they were able to give all their employees 7.5% pay increases. Wow. That's and cool. some bonuses and because they've got the right team now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've got some young apprentices coming through. They've got people bringing business it's just going great guns and um you know all because they said okay we need some help 
That's a great result from a terrible horror story. No, oh, absolutely. Mm. So yeah, so it costs them a, a few thousand to to get through some of those horrible um, pieces of work. Touch wood, none of them, um, none of them were were disputed. Mm, good because we did it all properly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, mind you, they did give me uh, a bit of a nickname, but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've had a few. <laughs> But now we're doing the positive things with them. That's you know? right. And, and that's the key, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. HR really ought to be a, a positive mm. thing for both the employer and the employees. Um, yeah. Rather than this, this, you know, Grim Reaper idea about what HR actually is. Mm. Yeah, yeah that, that was the sort of nickname. <laughs> <laughs> so. And that's that's the thing. It's like to be able to say they've just given all their staff seven and a half percent pay increases. They're mm. winning business because they're so they've got the right people and yep. you know they can deliver on time and they're not going to go backwards. Yeah. they've sort of put that you know line in the sand. I call it and go. You know what? Let's clean up what you've got and let's set the new expectations and go. Okay, yeah, that might have been the past, but you know from now on. This is what's acceptable. This is what's not acceptable. Yep. And the financial investment they made in that process has been saved ten times over by getting rid mm. of those unproductive ah, stuff. More than, mm. more yeah, than, yeah. and um, you know they're happy to say that as well. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, when when but, you said you know for a few thousand dollars, uh, even if it was five or ten, you know to to go through that whole process, you know you've got a business that's going down the toilet uh, to now doing really well. Um, you yep. know the payback is is probably in the tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands by the sound of it. Mm. Well, in the first, I think, 12 months, we calculated a, a direct response, a direct uh, um, impact of $800,000. Wow. Far out. Mm. That's sensational. And that was by adding up all the things that they weren't doing or couldn't do yep. because of those particular people. Like, for example, how much was the payroll lady costing by paying herself, yeah. you know, yeah. so not having to pay that anymore mm. um, yeah. and, of course, not paying her redundancy because they were going to, you know, we, we didn't pay out mm. extra money. We didn't pay out because yep. they didn't have to. Mm. Exactly. So it was – we could actually tie it to very specific decisions that they were making that had a huge impact on their business um, in relation to those HR issues. That's brilliant. Mm. So, look, I that's mean, just one little tiny horror story. I can give yeah. you lots, but, but see, <laughs> that's such a successful end. It's great. Yeah, and and for me, that story epitomises the value of paying attention to this stuff, mm. and that it doesn't have to be as scary and expensive and complicated as people think it is. No. Where Where do you think that? Um, that uh, misidea, misidea, is that even a word? No, I bet no. you're going to make one up. <clears throat> misidea, there you go. Um, no, where <laughs> do you think that crap comes from? Well, part of it, HR itself, right, uh, isn't an actual profession. You know, like a doctor or a lawyer that you have to be certified to be a HR person, mm. right? And not all HR people have actually been educated as HR people, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. because there are so many different elements to HR, as I said at the beginning, you know, you've got different aspects to HR. Not everyone's an expert in, in all of those things. Um, so um, it comes from the fact that you may uh, – there's a little bit of uh, miscommunication from the HR world itself, mm. right? Yep. Yep. Um, but also, too, because people think they can do it. You yes. know, of course you can employ someone. You just put an ad on seek, yep. give them a job. <laughs> yep. You, that's all you do and you just pay them cash, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, you might give it to the bookkeeper to do mm. because that that's what we think being an employer is. Yeah. But it's not. Mm. It actually comes with responsibilities. Now, I'm not a parent, Right, but you know they say, for example, when you have a child, you don't get a, you know, you don't get, you have to have a license to have a child. Yes. <laughs> right. You should now, this, as you do have to do for driving a car. The same with HR. You don't have to have a license to be an employer. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. So that's where it starts, and everyone thinks that it, it is an easy process to get into. Mm. You know, you can just put a job on Seek or just employ someone and, and off you go. It's that whole uh, just enough information to be dangerous. Yeah. Go and employ so, someone and pay them a wage and get yourself into all sorts of trouble. Yeah, and intuitively everyone has an opinion on on what they think is right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, competition is really hard. The conversation I had yesterday with these tylers was that, well, if we do the right thing, you know, no sham contracts and all this sort of stuff, our competitors are going to undercut us. Yep. Because they're doing the wrong thing. Mm. Yeah. So that's a real challenge, and that is how do you how do you do this? Because it looks like levels of bureaucracy that no one needs. I mean, seriously, you just want like a hole in the head, don't you? I mean, <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> oh. So how do you stop it, it becoming that that machine? You know, avoid the bureaucracy. Well, you just do it it's easy. It's easy, and that is that. You don't, actually. You just do it straight from the get-go. Um, you do a couple of little things, as I said before. You get your employment contracts right. You know your award. You know a couple of those things. You get those right, and you get someone on the phone. Um, and it doesn't. it isn't bureaucratic after that. Mm. Mm. Sounds so simple. Why the bloody hell is this made so hard? That's <laughs> what <laughs> so I can't figure out. Like, everyone should be doing this, right? Because yes. it is very, very straightforward based on what you're saying. But also, too, I know that the, the difficulty is a lot of employees don't want to do it that way either. They just want to be paid cash. That yeah. is true. Yeah. They don't want to be paid super and pay taxes. They just want to be cash in hand or use an ABN and off they go and, and all that sort of stuff. They don't want to, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. look, this, this goes back to probably, uh, you know, Nick's and my tagline, tradies in business, which is, you know, get off the tools and into a true trade business. And I think that's the difference. You talk about those tilers. There will always be someone out there who is just like, it's not really a business. They're doing it as a self-employed job. They don't have the contracts in place. They're undercutting you on price. And it's a choice, you know, we either choose to play the long game and the sustainable game of having the right HR stuff in place and, you know, good marketing in place and quality work and all those sorts of things, or we go play in the pond with the people who are not doing it that way. Well, the other thing too, and that is that the Fair Work Ombudsman is not accepting that anymore as well, and it's only a matter of time. Yep. Uh, you know, they're going after companies that are employing vulnerable workers, people from overseas, casuals, subcontractors, sham contracts, you know, they're targeting a thousand people, a thousand businesses at the moment, you know, so, uh, and and they're they're not backing down. Mm. Uh, Mm. And with single point um, payroll next year with the ATO, you know, again, companies are going to be more and more exposed as to what they're really doing. So it's, you know, the old way, you know, handshake agreements, all that sort of stuff. Um, in 12 months' time, that's going to be the exception rather than the rule, and we're moving through to that now. So, mm-hmm. And as I said, my, the clients that I work with who are doing the right things and go, okay, well, we'll cop it even though our competitors are not, they're kicking goals. They really are. I actually yeah. think there's a bit of responsibility there on the small business owners that are doing it right to advertise the fact that they're doing it right. Let their clientele know that they stand out in their field because they are doing it correctly. They're not cutting corners. This is why you're paying more because we're taking care of our staff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cool. So someone's listening to this. They're a tradie. They're in business. And they're thinking, holy crap, they're talking about me. I don't have contracts. I don't have policies. Uh, what's what's the first step? I know you said before to pick up the phone, but if you could if you could sort of parcel all this up into what uh, I'm loosely referring to as a tradie takeaway and shove all this into a styrofoam hamburger container, uh, <laughs> what would okay. that what would that look like, Kath? Could you could you give us a takeaway? Okay. Um... Mm. I'm just thinking, get your employment contracts right. Um, and you can do that by either purchasing uh, the hiring, do it yourself hiring kit from Officeworks. Um, 
again, that's only a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's not really do it yourself because we'll actually we're, we're actually backing that up at the moment and and doing a lot of work with those people who are buying that product. Cool. Uh, so to make sure that everyone knows how to use the letters and that they've got the right letters. So um, I would be doing that. Um, they can talk to us about what it is that they actually need at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, so different companies might need different things at this point in time. Yeah. Um, and their bookkeepers, um, you know, bookkeepers, accountants, lawyers are all liable now under a Section 550 of the Fair Work Act. Um, they cannot, they cannot underpay people. Um, mm. So make make sure you've got good timekeeping. Um, good um, payroll records uh, because that's what the Fair Work Ombudsman is going for Mm. Um, and just make sure you've got those things. So they're the absolute basics, timekeeping, employment letters, know the award, that basic compliance, get that right. Absolutely get that right. Great. Draw a line in the sand and get it right. Yeah, super simple. Mm. So, Kath, uh, where can our listeners go to find out more about you and Career Embassy. Sure. Okay. Well, our website is Business Embassy, um, businessembassy.net.au. Mm-hmm. And um, I can give you, I'm not sure if it's a good idea, but I'll give you my mobile number. <laughs> <laughs> we only but, have several thousand people listening, so yes. that's okay. <laughs> let's, let's send them to the webpage. Let's, yes, let's, let's go to the website. Because you may not get any sleep. Uh, uh, so Look, Business Embassy? The, yeah, businessembassy.net.au. Awesome. Uh, yep, or go to Officeworks online and type in Business Embassy and you'll see our three products there, the do-it-yourself HR kit, uh, hiring kit. Brilliant. Uh, again, that's a really good starter and that gets you connected into us as well. Mm-hmm. And it's um, much cheaper <laughs> as well as an option. Yep. And... Uh, yeah, if if you want to have a chat with with myself or one of my team, then look by all means um, uh, you can send an email um, info at careerembassy.com or businessembassy.net.au, um, or you can use the phone numbers that are on our website. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> great, and we'll put links to all of that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's like there really is no excuse for not sorting this even as you're talking about timekeeping it's like there are so many apps to track people's time on jobs and everything obviously you know they have to remember to do that stuff but there are some great simple apps out there um even if it's a piece of paper it's something Mm -hmm. but you know what even farmers i'm working with at the moment are actually implementing this stuff Mm. yeah yeah you know and they're sitting out on tractors using um electronic timekeeping now yeah 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 it's not hard it's 2018, so uh, yep. you know, make use of the tools that are there. Absolutely, yep. Kath, yep. Uh, thank you for that. That was that was way sexier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't get me started. As I said, I've got lots of stories, and I'm I'm glad we um, have a limited time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's there's a. a a list of horror stories longer than both of my arms, unfortunately, but it's but it's a great sort of cautionary tale too mm. about just get this stuff sorted, you know. It's like it's such a common theme with our guests is just just get off your backside and get it sorted. You know, do something just about it. Just make a it. phone call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just make a phone call. Stop being scared about it and, and just get on with it and get after it. So uh, thank yeah. you again for your time today. I know uh, you're a busy lady. Uh, you've obviously got plenty of uh, companies to help with the HR. Uh, yes. And yeah, listeners, make sure you go uh, check out those websites. We'll put the links in the show notes, as we said. And um, and yeah, a couple hundred bucks, and you can get this stuff sorted. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks, Thank you, Kat. Thanks, Thanks Kat. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> okay. Have a great day. Thank you. Wow. And uh, just as an anecdote to that little interview. The the case study that Kath was talking about, um, we actually asked her when we when we pressed pause, which I I need to stop doing that because yes. I press pause and then some more good stuff comes out. Um, but the the company had been basically putting off that work and dealing with the the bully employee for five years. 
prior. It's amazing, isn't it? Can you imagine how much money they yeah. lost in that five years? So although they, they sort of made back 800 grand in the first six or 12 months, mm. I, I'd shudder to think how much money they'd, they'd blown over the five years prior to that with uh, some of those you know, questionable things going on in the business. I think that's half the point too. We tend to turn a blind eye or, or not see the first issue or want to ignore it because we don't want to have that confrontation with that person. Mm. And then it just extends from there. Then suddenly there's another and another and another and you're losing hundreds and thousands of dollars every single year. Yeah, but that that's not really visible, I guess. No. Um, until you do something like this, take action and then go, holy crap, we're mm. losing a lot of money. Mm. It's terrible. So don't be like those people. Don't Please be like don't. Bob or whoever it was. Bob's not his real name. <laughs> um, for the sake of a couple hundred bucks, head over to Officeworks. Uh, pretty sure you know who they are. And um, you'll find Kath's uh, recruitment kit, I think it was, yes. um, where you've got access to contracts and everything put together by a proper HR person. Um, and obviously, if you head to businessembassy.net.au, correct. Uh, ding, ding. Had to remember the website there. <laughs> You'll find Kath and her team and get access to all their stuff. And failing that, just head to our website and um, we'll have all the links in the show notes. Don't forget, as always, if you got some value from today's episode, if you'd like more of that, if you'd like to hear uh, more stuff ups and great stories <laughs> and, you know, just uh, chew the fat with a bunch of other tradies. Join us in the Tradies in Business group on Facebook. It is a closed group. You have to answer a couple of questions before you can get in the door. It's not too hard. We won't grill you. There's a bouncer on the door and, you, and you've got to uh, <laughs> show that you, you can get past. But um, we just want to make sure it's it's a bunch of legit tradies. Um, there's some fantastic conversations in there. Everything from apps for job scheduling to marketing tactics. and How, how to, to get away on holiday. Yeah, how to take time off. So... Um, um, you'll see Nick and I in there as well. We try and stay pretty quiet. We just hang mm-hmm. around in the shadows, mm-hmm. making sure everybody's Lurking. playing nice on the building Creepy site. Creepy stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely head over to Facebook, search Tradies in Business in the groups, and um, yeah, pop your name in there and uh, apply to join, and we'll probably let you in. Maybe if you're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, thanks again for listening. Always great to have you with us. Hooroo. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.